Hmm. Oh, yes. Welcome, everyone. I didn't see you come in. You're being unusually quiet today, which is an interesting turn of events. Not sure exactly why or what implications there might be for that, but I'm going to not worry about that for the moment. I know that I indicated yesterday what today's lesson might be like, but I feel a need today to depart from orthodox thinking on the matter. There have been interpretations in the past, uh, which I alluded to, which link this particular stanza to a um, quadrennial um, celebration of human endeavor, and I feel like I, as much scholarship has been produced in that particular matter, if you're really interested, go look up uh, Bao Bing et al., uh, 3114, uh, if you wish to check those particular sources. I reread it again last night, and while I can understand where their connection comes from, I'm not so sure that the fifth day of Christmas is truly given over to that kind of celebration of endeavor. As as um, as good as it is, I, I think the metaphor falls apart when you start to compare it to the other days. Nor is this particular day, I think, because it's a change in, in, in rhythm and cadence in the 12 days of Christmas. Uh, notably, uh, the, the phrase, five golden rings, um, is, is given very different emphasis. But see, since all of that is true, I think it's also an important um, change from the first the, the birds, and later on we'll see the, the collective um, cross-sections of different professions, at least on the literal sense. We'll dig much deeper than that. But I think it's important in this one to take a much more lateral approach to the interpretation of what's being said. Now, what's important in this deconstruction is not so much that we are facing a, uh, a, an, an investigation into the motivations of the original writers of this particular analog uh, communications uh, ditty. No, and I think I think that would be both impossible to do, given the hundreds of years, thousands of years potentially, that this has been circulating to this very moment, and of course the cultural gap that exists between us, the people of the Ark ship, uh, on our hundreds of years journey away from our home planet. Uh, and the compression and alteration, and some would also suggest uh, the corruption, not in a, not in a, a judgmental way, simply in the, the transliteration of things over time, of cultural ideals and histories and so forth. With all of that facing us, um, and it's a very common problem in paleo literature, but with all of that being said, there's no point in trying to truly reconstruct the origins. It makes no real importance anyway, because often the origins of things like this are actually wrong. 
Um, the the genesis of these ideas lives outside of the experiences of their creators, uh, potentially existing in a metaphoric no space. But in this particular case, I think a direct analogy can be brought um, to the interpretations of ideal forms by Plato, as well as the Socratic presentation of, of historical elements. In this case, the five golden rings are more metaphor than reality, as is most things. Um, these rings, uh, concentric rings, I think is the way they should be represented. I don't think they often are. I think that that has been a cultural misrepresentation. Uh, but instead, they're concentric rings, not conjoined rings or um, rings in, in sequence or anything like that. A chain of rings doesn't make any sense. But instead, a, a set of concentric rings, each one a golden representative of uh, an element of uh, cultural expansion, how we would center things in a uh, purely... Um, myopic sense. Uh, the farthest out, well, let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the interior ring. Uh, the interior ring, of course, representing the, the, uh, the totality of an individual and the, the, the individual expression of that, that existence into the universe. These are, are the reason I can start from either, either the innermost or the outermost rings. They are really an interconnected uh, galaxy of possibilities here. The next ring outward from the self is the family. Uh, this is the the both the sense of uh, of a of a biological connection, but also the sense of the closest beings to you, your chosen or found family, also fits within this ring. And in, within that, there is a, a cultural binding as well um, to the people that are there. Now, this is often fraught with difficulties. Um, and in fact, one might interpret this ring as being more like a wall with multiple passages on it, some of which are barred, some of which are free to move in and out, some of which present a challenge to in fact move in and out. The next um, layer, the next ring in this particular model representing uh, the the friendship, or one might actually point out acquaintances, uh, as well as colleagues, that sort of professional level of friendship or professional level of interaction, as well as uh, those who are um, known to you, perhaps indirectly, but which still um, work out the somewhat um, expanding atmosphere of the, the cultural expression. And finally, uh, well, not finally, sorry, the next uh, online is the community in which you exist, because this is not um, strictly made up of your friends, acquaintances, and colleagues, but in fact, the, the, the entirety of the, the working area, which works together and has a singular identity necessary, uh, which is what's being carried forward in this song. And then the final ring, uh, it makes a bit of a jump in this particular case, but it does represent the totality of all humanity. Um, this would have been formed within the days when there wasn't as much sense of 
um, country as much as there were a sense of city-states, I think. That's, again, part of the paleo-literature examinations. So why does this belong in this particular song? Why is this relevant? Well, it is because um, the, the singer of the song is talking about the gifts received from the closest person to them. And the what is happening here is actually the intersection between the two sets of five rings of both people, this one presenting all five levels of their existence uh, to be to be integrated within this other person, which I would think would be the highest expression of any kind of any kind of emotional uh, or even logical love in that particular case. Now I understand that this will be potentially for some of you a difficult layer, a difficult stanza to interpret. And as I've said, there's many interpretations, um, including the quadrennial sport. I'm not really sure that that one has any relevance whatsoever. But remember in all of this, and, and, and let me pitch for a moment for you to consider your future paths. I know it's you're, you're generally within the ages of, I think, six and, and eight in this particular class, but it's never too soon to consider what long term you might be interested in pursuing. And if... if um, if archaeotechnology or paleo-literature are two of your particular fields, let me make a pitch for them for the moment, in that uh, uh, these studies are radically important not by the truths which they tell you, but by the importance of the universe, if it tells you. Uh, one phrase which is often repeated by uh, Benson, uh, Leibniz, and uh, Fio. Uh, for the founders of uh, the paleo uh, literature movement uh, is that it is more important to be right than to be correct. And if anything can be illustrated from the discussions we've had in this particular class for this series of the 12 Days of Christmas, uh, it is that it, that, that it is absolutely the case that it is better to be right than correct. So we'll take that as a moment to think about. We'll return to the more mundane stanzas of this next class in which we'll see a change in the focus into the different strata of working life. At least that's the interpretation I feel like I'm going to present for tomorrow. So uh, li liven up. Uh, it has been a good day, and now the lesson is past, and you can move on. I will see you tomorrow. You can be a little louder than that as you leave the classroom. Thank you. Mm -hmm.